Oh, no. So my crazy story for you, because I was going to go shopping like earlier in the morning. And then I was having a tough time getting in and out of my neighborhood because um, so snow has fallen here, but it's been kind of in December. I know. Shocking. In the mountains? What? And they say global warming's happening. I know. They're just wrong. It's global cooling still. So, you know, like, it gets fucking icy and snowy and chains need to be put on vehicles. So, the this guy that drives a propane tanker to deliver to people's houses their propane so that they can warm their home... Yeah. Um, was driving up the steep road that I live on and did not put chains on his vehicle. So then when he got out of his vehicle after parking it, it like icy rained last night. So everything in its mother was slippery. And then there's like this little soft dusting of snow on top. So it's really slippery. And he got out of his tanker truck and his tanker truck started sliding and ran him over. Oh, shit. Yeah. Today? Um, yes. This was this morning. Um, so his tanker truck ran him over. Luckily, from what I have heard, he is ultimately like his life is fine, but he is probably going to lose his leg because that's what got run over by the truck. But because it's yeah. fucking like snowy outside, the tanker truck's like stuck in a snowbank. So they have to go get a, like a, a giant other piece of machinery to go lift the truck off of him so that they could get him to the emergency room which was several hours of an experience. But that was like at the bottom of the street that goes up to my driveway. So I was like, well, Whoa. I'm going to be late. <laughs> it's like, it's full of propane too. That uh, yes, makes it like, less safe. <laughs> yeah, super not safe for anybody to be dealing with, especially when you're like using another metal machine to lift it off the ground. <laughs> yeah, so it was a whole saga going on. But yeah, as far as I understand, he's going to be okay in, you know, other than a peg leg. So that's fine. I was just reading articles while you were being late. It was only half an hour. Yeah. Did you, uh, I read that Depeche Mode had to stop music to break up a fight at a concert <laughs> today. It's no funny because we were just talking the last episode about Depeche Mode not being angry industrial music and <laughs> how uh, uh, Dave Grohl had to stop a, the music to break up a fight. <laughs> just weird occurrences. The comment, yeah. reach out and punch face. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, this is hilarious. I just read this article. Anyway, um, we are going to start this podcast we're gonna start it hot what the fuck does here that mean? here we go it has started okay it has started <laughs> do you want me to start it is that what you mean what no that's fine okay. welcome to we have that podcast <laughs> no no, no at home. i can do it i just didn't understand i thought you meant like you had something to talk about that was gonna be like the little intro thing that goes before so i was other like than, okay other than and depeche then... mode and your thing nah i'm out all right. Welcome to We Have That Podcast. At Wait, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Welcome to We Have That Resolution at Home. I'm on brand Rachel. And I'm on brand Gamage. What do you mean by resolution? Well, because this episode comes and out. And this on is New our off brand podcast. The you only podcast. Ask me questions if you're going to interrupt <laughs> me. How dare you? The only podcast to only do half of our resolutions because I'm not going to do that. Do I don't believe in resolutions. Have... I'm perfect the way I am. 
<laughs> I need no improvement. I am pristine as is. Anyway, on this podcast, we spin a wheel to talk about things and steal from other podcasts, but we're not doing that this week or last week or the week before that because holiday trio. And so this week we are doing, this is airing on the end of 2023, December 31st, also known as one of the worst days to have a birthday. Yup. My wife and sister both have this birthday and it kind of sucks because A, you're you're kind of getting you're you're getting less from the the present pool because you, it's so close to Christmas, so you have to deal with that. Uh, B, it's it's weird on your age. C, it's it's really hard to get fucking dinner reservations on this fucking day. Tell yeah. me about it. <laughs> um, and people usually can't come to your birthday just because they're doing Christmas shit and are maybe out of town. It's just it's just a freak of a weird fucking birthday to have how early do you have to make dinner reservations for britney's birthday it depends because around here a lot of places like either a don't do reservations or b or like you do it in the same day of so like our favorite sushi restaurant doesn't do it at all we have to like go there and be like can we get a table and they're like yeah it's gonna be two hours give us your phone number and it's like why couldn't we do this over the phone yeah why did i have to be here for you to know that i'm serious but damn if the sushi's not worth it yeah the sushi is very good there i just went to sushi for my birthday and it's always odd because i have in my years of life recently very recently met two people that have the same birthday as me like the same day um but i went to this restaurant and every single person there was celebrating their birthday and i was like this is a really odd experience <laughs> i i i like my birthday cuz it's like on the far opposite end of the holiday season it's between other holidays it's it's a month with almost nothing going on it's just and a gamage day yeah it's just like yeah great uh, I shared my birthday with uh, a bartender I met one time, and my ex-girlfriend had the same really? birthday, too. That's yeah. funny. It, it made things convenient. Did you but... ultimately break up because you weren't getting enough you birthday time? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly why. Um, no, we, we super weren't the right person for each other. I know well, a lot of people out there being like, well, you guys are the same star sign, but that's, that wasn't the case. So, speaking of both birthdays and the concept of New Year's Eve, I think we should open this podcast with your best tips and tricks for a hangover and or preventing one. Uh, ooh, my best tips and tricks are be under 25. Well, that's obvious. That's uh, not other the case than that, for all of us, though. The problem is having a hangover in general. For me, I've always been pretty proactive at preventing the hangover, whether it's ending the night kind of early, like, oh, I'm not going to drink past this point, or watching the kind of drinks that I am drinking, staying away from the really sugary stuff, downing an entire Gatorade or Pedialyte with uh, Excedrin before going to bed. I do all that. But if I have a hangover and it sucks, like the greasiest food is the best cure. <laughs> just super greasy lot of bread garlic bread super garlic bread might be the best hangover cure i know that they make like little hangover remedy shots now too I've, I've seen but i've never actually had the opportunity to take them so i have no idea how they work 
Yeah, I would say for... I've never tried the hangover shot things either. I've tried the, like, drinking the next morning. And that... Oh, the hair of the dog? Yeah. That just sounds it's like... It's just every time I've ever thought about it, and there's only maybe once or twice that I did it, and I wasn't waking up with a bad hangover. Yeah. Um, It just sounds absolutely awful. Yeah. I didn't start getting hangovers until my 30s, but I got to say, like, with the hangovers I've gotten, there's no way I could have gotten a shot down without throwing up everywhere. Just the thought of it makes me, like, gag. No, thank you. No, because there's been definitely multiple times where I've woken up and been like, how do I fix this? And that concept, (laughs) like, of a Bloody Mary pops into my head, and it just sounds like death incarnate at my door. Yeah. Like tomato juice and vodka? Fuck off. No. Awful. No, chicken fried steak and sausage gravy. That's what you need. Yeah. Yeah, I will say when I was... Actually, all of that is bad for you specifically. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, not for me. Um, No, when I was younger and would, you know, excessively drink and need a hangover cure the next day, fuck ton of water. And then somewhere around noon when my stomach wasn't going to reject my entire, like, biological system, um, I would eat french fries. That's a good one. It's just a lot of french fries. Yeah, I w- some like starches and like grease. For some reason, it, it helps soak the oil, the the alcohol up and just makes yeah, you, it just makes you feel better. I mean, you're going to get just the worst shits after that for just from all the drinking oh, and greasy oh food. Oh God, but, yeah. No, be prepared for poops galore. Buy extra toilet paper. Yeah, but I mean, that's better than just extreme pain and nausea all day. Like yes. you give and you take, you give and you take, and that's what poop is. Yep. And that's our poop talk for this episode. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah, I would say being proactive is really the best bet. If you can balance chugging a glass of water pretty much any time you're taking a shot or a drinking a beverage, you're going to be all right. And then be nice to yourself. Be nice to your future self. Put like a little Advil on the bedside table and a fat glass of water, because inevitably when you wake up in the middle of the night and it feels like you just walked out of the Sahara Desert after eight days, you're going to want that. Yeah. And the Advil will just help, because if you take it in your drunken stupor in the middle of the night as you're chugging water, morning you will feel better. I mean, I say take a step forward and, uh, uh, and, and get Pedialyte or Gatorade next to you, too. Yeah, all the Because, I mean, you'll be super thirsty, but, like, those extra electrolytes and, like, that little bit of, like, sweet flavor that's not sugar is going to be like, yes. Oh, I feel so much better. It's going to feel great. Also, GasX. Get GasX, too. What the hell is GasX? Uh, you, you don't know about GasX until you're 30. Once you've turned 30, like, you'll see GasX just appear on the shelf. And <laughs> you'll just be eating that for every meal. <laughs> it's a subscription fee, but it's age unlocked. No, I'm I'm serious. Like... Recently, I've been like, I if I want to eat pizza, I have to have a Gas X2 or I'm going to hate myself later. What it's... is it just to prevent you from shitting yourself? Like, what's the... I mean, yes, but also it's it uh, prevents the bloating. It prevents, like, the nausea feeling it uh, or the excess gas in your stomach. It, it really just makes your stomach feel better. Oh, interesting. Like I said, once once you turn 30, you'll see it on the shelf and you'll be like, huh. But also... On that note, once you turn 30, if you eat a slice of pizza, you'll feel bad about it the next day. (laughs) Actually, you'll do that anyway already. 
<laughs> oh, Jesus. No, really. I'm that's imagining like the... we're, I'm sorry, with your Gasex description, I'm imagining like when you're playing a game and you haven't unlocked someone yet and they're just sort of this like gray box, <laughs> like this gray outline. So it's like I've been at the grocery store and all my life there's been this gray outline sitting on the shelf and I'm like, I don't understand this. And then when you're 30, suddenly it's Gasex. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, just just something about you know once you're over 25, I've been over this. Is is your brain stops being changing? That is who you are. So sucks if you're a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> no, I mean like your your personality is kind of like this is kind of who you are. You you can change minor things, but the way that your brain works, this is it. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even say you're like trapped in that version of yourself. No, no, it's not more quite of like, like once you've hit a particular time in your life, like you're more set in those ways and it's going to be harder to change. Yeah. It's just, it's just cultivated personality and you could change things. You could be a better person, but, uh, it's just more difficult to evolve. Yeah. Cause at that point, like, I feel like what it is, is it's not so much like, obviously I'm sure it's a little bit biological, but it's also like you're used to sort of your own set routine that you've been developing as an adult human being. So like, it's just harder to get out of those things once you're in them. Yeah. And then also that's when you start getting the hangovers that you're like, I never get hangovers. I could drink all night. And then you get 25 and Oh wait, I've just got all the hangovers ever. And that sucks. What was the worst hangover of your entire life? That's an easy one. Um, so I think I think this is actually under 25 and that's the crazy part but I uh remember going to this party and I uh requested a bottle of green apple schnapps that the pucker oh, stuff that tastes like God. jolly rancher yeah, and nobody wanted up. to touch it because they're like I just want my beer cuz I'm a manly man and so I had the whole bottle to myself and then we were also playing drinking games and taking shots so people were taking a shot and then, like, chasing it with, like, uh, Coca-Cola or or their own beer. And then I was chasing shots with this bottle of schnapps. Oh, damage, no. That's so, <laughs> that's, uh, that's so bad for, like, so many of the reasons you listed before. Bro, I know. <laughs> um, I feel like... I chase these shots with alcoholic sugar. And sugar, fun fact, yeah. if you didn't pick up on this from Gamage's statement earlier... Gets you so much more fucked up slash into a deep hangover the yeah. next day. The more sugary the shit you consume, the more fucked you are in your Yeah, future. how do you think I know this? Like, <laughs> so, oh, you poor so, soul. Yeah, I, I went through it hard, and I remember playing a card game. We were playing blackjack, and I, I, I you know, that was probably the only night that I've ever truly blacked out. Because, you know, you have some blackout moments where it's like, I blacked out periods, but not the whole night. Uh, but I remember just trying to do math and then feeling nauseous about doing math while playing blackjack. And then I remember <laughs> leaving and throwing up like at the door. And then I remembered going home. Uh, and then I remember waking up a couple hours later, just like still drunk and, and just in so much pain. And that morning I, I, I went to Denny's and had the biggest plate of nachos ever. And that, that cut so much of the bad feeling out. Nachos is borderline a perfect food, in my opinion. It both hits like a comfort food spot and a absolutely hungover garbage food. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a great snack food. It's good for sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It does, it does, there, there's that age-old, like, what makes a salad? Technically, anything could be a salad. Nachos are a salad. What do you think about that? Are you talking about the whole, like, cube theory of food? I, w- what's a cube theory of food? You don't know the cube theory of food? I'll have you know that no, I, I don't. All right, hold on. I'm Googling it so I don't mess it up, because it is um, rather obscure. Uh, I mean, food is arbitrary, and and all the terms mean nothing, and we could boil everything down to a point and say, everything's technically a salad, everything's technically a sandwich. No, so here's what it is. The cube theory of food is obviously based on the shape of a cube. Um, Something that has no sides is considered a salad. So like what is that? A, what? <laughs> let me explain. You gotta let me get through it because it's very confusing, and then it weirdly <laughs> starts making sense, but it also viciously does not make sense. So <laughs> the zero portion of the cube theory, as in there are no walls on your food, um, is considered salad. So a zero is salad. There are no sides to the cube. That is like steak. There's nothing that goes on, under, or around your steak. It just is mashed potatoes. Okay. Kind of the same thing unless you put butter on it, I guess. Fried rice, same thing. There's nothing that like really encapsulates your food. What about soup? Um, Hold on, we'll get there. (laughs) Um, No, I guess soup. (laughs) No, no, no. I guess soup and like pasta would be considered a salad. Okay. Um, I don't. Pasta salad's a thing. It's nasty. I don't know how people could eat cold pasta. No, that's gross. I don't like that. Um, you'll have to, once I get through I threw it up when I was a kid. Uh, I basically- A pasta salad? Yeah, every, every meal. I don't know why, but like every other meal, they're like, here's pasta salad. And I'm like, I don't want pasta salad. It's cold pasta and it makes me gag. And they're like, well, you're going to eat it. And then like, I was forcing it and threw up. And then they like got mad at me. They're like, well, look what you did. Well, now you still have to finish your pasta salad. I'm like, I'm clearly not getting this in me. I don't know what, I don't know how I could get this any clearer. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, cube theory. Yes. So moving on to the next section of the cube theory. Number uh, a one-sided portion, which is the bottom portion of the cube, is the one side that is taken up. And that is toast. Anything that is a one is considered toast. Popular examples include pizza, nigiri sushi, pumpkin pie. Because there's a base layer. I mean, toast is pretty much a quadrilateral, which is six sides. It's it's fine. No, no, it's not so much that the toast is the shape. It has nothing to do with the shape. The cube theory explains like how many sides of your food are encased, basically. Which is why salad is no sides of your food are encased. Toast is one side of your food is encased. As in, so like pizza, you have a bread base. Sushi, you have a rice base. Pumpkin pie, you have, or nigiri sushi to be specific. Um, Pumpkin pie has the crust. So there's some type of base. Number two, which is the top and bottom of the cube are highlighted, is considered a sandwich. A lasagna, um, toast Lasagna is cake. It's not a sandwich. Hold on. We'll get there. I do think it's been amended to there is a cake section, which would be lasagna. Well, I feel like this is this is also like the tomato is a fruit, not a fruit. It's it's an arbitrary thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and like, this is the cube. Like you, you can try to define things, but vegetable is is a technically culinary term. So a tomato, while being biologically a fruit, is a vegetable. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. It's kind of like it's the concept of uh, uh, oh God, what's the saying? It's like something like though. A tomato is a fruit. A wise man knows not to put a tomato in a fruit salad. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my brain is just so hard, like lagging. Have you seen that uh, 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 tomato describing D and D stats? No. What? Let me let me look this up. Fun fact: If you eat a fruit salad in Korea, it will have a tomato in it. There's always at least one cherry tomato. Yeah, so Dungeons and Dragons, you know, you know Dungeons and Dragons, you played it. Um, no, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so in in Dungeons and Dragons, there's the six base attributes: strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. And often it's confused as to which one does what, because you can argue like, well, isn't wisdom and intelligence like the same thing? And no, it's mm-hmm. not. Intelligence is thinking, wisdom is more feeling. But somebody yeah. explained the D&D attributes with tomatoes. Okay, and they said, I'm strength is, is being able to crush a tomato. Dexterity is being able to dodge a tomato. Constitution is being able to eat a bad tomato. <laughs> intelligence is knowing a tomato is a fruit wisdom is knowing not to put a tomato in a fruit salad <laughs> and charisma is being able to sell a tomato based fruit salad <laughs> i like that a lot oh and it goes on further a tomato based fruit salad would simply be salsa somebody's like guys i found the bard <laughs> that's awesome i would simply be salsa i found the bard accurate yeah. as fuck I used to not like bards, but then I started playing one. I'm like, this is the most fun I've ever had in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I feel like I keep resisting the urge to play a bard because I think once that happens, I won't want to play any other class. So I feel the need to get through all the other ones before I yeah, do that. Yeah, like the character you're playing in, in our game is kind of a bard. It's you're not you're not a bard, but you play him like a bard. It's, it's the yeah, thing. a little bit, uh, a lot of bit. Um, I miss D and D. Me um, too. We just don't have the time. It, I know. The whole I'm I'm the linchpin in it. I'm the reason why we're not playing. Because I remember Jasmine's like, "So is Jared's uh, schedule the only reason we're not playing?" And I'm like, "No, I'm the reason because I can't put the time in right now. I super can't, mm-hmm. and and it sucks. I don't have the patience for it. I don't have the time. I I can't I can't do it. So well, and it just sorry. it's so much work. It especially is so much when work when you're D and D group goes hardcore off book constantly, which I feel like any good D and D group does. But that's yeah, a lot no. of like on the fly trying to figure shit out and, that's, and then And that is a treat. Constantly. It is a treat. It is it is a privilege to be a part of. I it's my favorite thing. But like it does make it make me go. Why am I making maps? I should just not yeah. do this. Yeah, I almost like I almost think it would be better if we just didn't bother. No, yeah, no. When when we whenever we get back into it, because I'm not done. As I'm I'm definitely going a lot more. Um, just e- explanation. Yeah, we would use the grids for for fighting for fights and stuff, but not actually doing anything. But I, I've I've had some ideas on like things I want to uh, do and and go into when we start playing again. But it, it is time is is the biggest thing. I just I don't have time because I don't. Uh, that was even before I started working again, and it's it's only gotten worse. Life is hard. 
Life is hard. Um, so tomatoes, and we were yeah. talking about salads and cube theory. Yes, I, I kind of so, like cube theory. I actually think well, I've seen a, a you, gif of this before. You where, fucking like, wait, because it gets weirder. <laughs> <laughs> so sandwich is obviously a sandwich fits the the sandwich cube. It's the top and the bottom is the bread. And Quesadilla. is it called sandwich? Like, is is that just saying it is sandwich? Yeah, so two when you so they're all like have basic descriptions. So because anything... that does remind me of do you remember the the chicken sandwich wars that were happening? What the fuck? Dude. So somebody posted a picture of a a chicken sandwich. It was it was a, a chicken patty between two hamburger buns and they're like look look at this chicken sandwich on Reddit and it started this whole that's not a chicken sandwich. It's a chicken burger. And that started uh... this whole fucking just clusterfuck of a of a fight. There was drama all about it. It bled into other subreddits, and people were like, "Well, what defines a sandwich? What defines a burger?" And then a lot of things go. Well, all of these these fast food restaurants call it a chicken sandwich. Um, by definition, those are all actually chicken burgers. <laughs> like the 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 definition of a burger is is it between hamburger buns? That's it. That is the only thing that makes it a burger. Mm-hmm. That's why a patty melt is a sandwich, not a burger. And I'm like, all right, that that does make sense. But that, it created this whole thing. So the fact that it just says that's a sandwich and then like burgers are going to be classified in there is just going to just cause issues with a lot of people, I'm sure. <laughs> I love that. I love when we ask too many questions and it just devolves. Well, humans like to categorize things. And I, and I think that's part of the problem with, with being human. We do. We like to put things in boxes, but also then we get upset when inevitably, because things um, are, are way more complicated, way more involved with one another. What is way more intersectional? That's the word I'm looking for. Things are inevitably way more intersectional than we are willing to accept slash admit when we're originally classifying things. So then we and get then we grumpy get... and confused yeah. when it doesn't fit this hyper specific situation we've created. And then we get black and white. Then we get black and white about what, what defines those groups and then immediately start blocking parts of those groups around like, Oh, you're a Scorpio. Don't, don't talk to me. I don't want to have anything to do with you. And it's like that, that doesn't mean anything. And you're just denying a person access into your life because of it. It's so weird. Uh, Myers Briggs comes to mind too. a lot of that stuff. The whole alpha beta Sigma thing. Those are also made up. Stop it. Stop categorizing yourself. Just be a person. Yeah, I was having this conversation. I don't remember if you and I have talked about it recently of I feel like applying labels to things is helpful for the sense of you find commonality with other people. But then it's kind of the same as anything else we do. It's good in moderation because then if you start using it to shit on other people, not a helpful method of, of like communicating anymore. Yeah. Like, like LGBTQ plus comes to mind too about Mm -hmm. that, about how a lot of it overlaps, but you know, there are specific reasons to each, too. Um, yeah, a lot of it overlaps. The yeah. Like, individual terms can help with finding community with other people, but then it's also, like, you don't want to be alienated either. And a lot of... Yourself. And it sucks for a lot of uh, bisexual people who are in hetero relationships because they are gay and 
you know, they have that is who they are, but they're still like kind of barred from from communities because of it. Like, well, you're not in a gay relationship, so you you kind of are just saying you have this, but you're not actually acting it. So, yeah, I feel like human beings just in general tend to go through waves. So it was like, first, it's not okay to be a gay man. And then it becomes slightly more acceptable to be a gay man or woman um, or gay person. And then uh, then next it's like, oh, but now we don't understand what bisexuals are because you don't fit in these sort of like acceptable labels we've created yeah. or these labels that are now acceptable. So I mean, it's like, that's well, kind of obviously why... either you're gay because you're with someone of, you know, the same or like queer gender right? or you're a straight person and you were lying about it because you're with someone of the opposite yeah. gender. And, and it's, like, it's no. funny. Cause like, cause that's what like gay men are gay, but then everyone else, lesbian, pan, demi, those are also gay. It's, yeah. it's all under like this one umbrella, Everybody's but it, it is, it is just, um, just a bracket thing kind of saying who's and what. Cause, cause I know that yeah. we talked about like what makes pans and demis and bi cause, cause it is bisexual, it does kind of subcategorize itself into pansexual and uh, demisexual. And there are like many different uh, like little fine tunings to it too. And I, I honestly, I, the closest I identify is pan, but I do also don't care about the labels in general. And I just don't, you know, I don't really affiliate with all that. Like I, like I don't care about labels in general. I, I feel like everything's just kind of on a spectrum and it's, it's, you know, you're more this or you're more that. And I think that's fine. It's human brains are way too complicated to like really grind it down into like a billion different. There's not a period yeah, of a billion of different day. categories. Yeah. Well, and it's like, it's almost not even a spectrum either because that defines something as having like exactly ends. Like it's, it's sort of this like incomprehensible multi-dimensional thing that we ha truly have no concept yeah. of the same way we have no concept of what fucking creatures are in the ocean and we like to pretend like we know what's going on when people talk about like the autistic spectrum they're not meaning like a how autistic are you they're saying like it's this tesseract of different mental tics that that make you who you are it's it's never like spectrum isn't just like a zero to 100 it's way more complicated than that and so are people yeah. yep exactly anyway we're ending 2023 with with uh gay talk <laughs> how long did it take us this episode to talk about gays <laughs> like we bring faster. it up every episode <laughs> i don't know if there's probably. one sure thing about this podcast we're poop. We like to poop, and we're a little bit. And anyway, we talked about hangover things and cube theory. Um, I know that you were getting into hey, like the. Um, we can talk about cube. We'll uh, we'll talk about cube theory at another time. I'll explain it in depth. Um, I think in the well, the, the... more you were explaining it, the more I'm like, oh, I do remember that because I do remember like the the sides and the bottom yeah. means like taco, mm -hmm. and yeah, no, the... taco has yeah. Well, sorry, you just said that. I'm dumb. <laughs> Get your little toes off the TV. Sorry. <laughs> Trying to up my wiki feet. Um, in the throes of being in New Year's, I think that going into New Year's and the concept of resolutions, I think people do this thing where they make their resolutions based on like these kind of difficult, like concrete 
Yes. Goals to hit. And I think they should be a little bit more ambiguous. Like, I think you should go for something that has a little bit more freedom and flexibility. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm going to spend more time, like, being a better person this year. And then kind of, you can subcategorize, like, what that means to you and set goals within it. Yeah. Like, for me, it's like I I want to focus on being a, a a better person and helping the people around me be better people. And so in the spirit of that, I think you should know that you say the word affiliate with a feel in the middle. Affiliate. Yeah, it's it's affiliate. And by that I meant my new year's resolution is to be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to affiliate with you anymore. <laughs> I've been wanting to make fun of you for that for like three episodes. Do I really say affiliate like that? Yeah, you 100% say affiliate. Yeah, it's not affiliate. It's affiliate when you say it. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's that I don't hear it that often. Um, Maybe. Because, I mean, like, it is one of those things where where it's it's weird to make fun of people who mispronounce a word because chances are they've read that and therefore they're well-read, but... Where they yep, may not have a lot of experience maybe talking. never heard someone. <laughs> I love just the flat. They maybe don't have a lot of experience talking. Yeah. Not like they've just maybe never heard someone say it before. It's they don't have a lot of experience talking. No, there's a couple words like that, that Brittany has mispronounced. I've mispronounced. There's, there's one that you did and I was making fun of you for a minute. And then I'm like, but no, really it's, it's fine. Cause it's. Yeah, no, if you make if you can't remember what it is for how they pronounce stuff. You can poke fun at your friends, but then be like, ultimately it's whatever. No, ultimately if you use affiliate for the rest of your life, I'm not gonna sit there and be like, hey, give me affiliate. Affiliate Affiliate. every time you say it, because I'd be a fucking asshole. I know what you're saying. I don't need to be a dick about it. Affiliate. Oh man, that sounds affiliate. Affiliate. (laughs) Why do you sound so like professional when you say it that way? I don't know. <laughs> Suddenly your monotone is serious. I don't affiliate with I mean the lexicon people. is constantly evolving and there's different dialects and everything. Like do you know that uh uh irregardless is now a word? It's been a word for a couple of years now. No. It is. That that one annoys me. It it is it's it's specifically regarded as a word now, but only used in one case. It is used to reiterate and finalize after using regardless. So when you say something that is as a factor, like regardless, blah, blah, blah. And then somebody like tries to argue more and then you go irregardless. And then you repeat your statement. That is the only time it's used. That's okay. That's fine. But I feel like then it was, I guess this is, it is not interchangeable with regardless. No. And that was, that's the thing is I was annoyed about that, but I was like, yeah, of course it's a fucking word. Then you're just workshopping, um, prefixes. Yeah. Which is what words fucking do. You just fudge them around until they make sense. What are other New Year's things? What are good resolutions? I get a think... cat. Get a cat this year. I don't care who you are. Go get a cat. No, I unless, think... No, unless you're an asshole. Small things, but small and vague things, I think, are the better resolutions to make. Yes. But um, specifically, more well put together is do something new. Be like, I'm going to try more Indian food this year. Something like that. Do something that's going to mm-hmm. introduce something new into your life that could make yeah, it better, could make it worse. But your boundaries. Yeah. Don't don't tread water. Don't don't get stagnant. 
especially after 2020, we had a whole fucking, I mean, I didn't, I went to work every fucking day and I hated it. I wanted to stay home, but I couldn't. Um, but like a lot of people were kind of just in their box for a while and just seethed online about whatever. And now we can kind of get out and do things again. So do it. Yeah. I like that. I feel like any of your resolutions, what you were saying of the, like, make it simple and easy, but the just make it something new is really genius because it's like, it really doesn't have to be anything hyper complex. And even if it's like, I just want to be healthier or whatever. Like, you could still introduce something new into that mix-up of, like, yeah. what what's the new thing you want to try that helps you meet that goal? Be be vague about it. Don't be specific. Don't, like, be, I'm going to go to the gym three days a week. You are you won't. You're already setting yourself up for failure. No, and it's, like, even if you're and really if you, good. And if you do want to go to the gym, don't post about it on social media because you are pre-rewarding yourself and you subconsciously will stop wanting to go because you've already gotten the reward out of it. You've yeah, already gotten there's attention. A, there's a concept where if you really want to get something done, you shouldn't talk about the idea yeah. of wanting to get it done with other people. Yeah, don't talk or about it. Or not much because you just, like it gives what you just said of that, um, like you're preemptively giving yourself the reward for yes. it. So then you have no desire to do it anymore. Yeah, like I didn't tell anybody I was writing a book until I had the first draft done. Mm-hmm. And everybody's just like, I don't even know. And I'm like, exactly, because I didn't fucking get on social no, media and tell people. Yeah. The, well, and even it's just like, it's not just social media. It applies to other things in yeah. your life. You know what? That's a it's fucking a good New Year's resolution. Be less online, just generally. Like, I don't mean that in the like, like, uh, fucking. Agreed. We, we I'm get not on doing that. Discord and we chat and we play video games and stuff. That's not what I mean. Like, what was the last video game we played, bitch? Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> get but Lethal I just Company. Mean, it's so fun and easy to get into. I like the spider balloons. Yeah, yeah. Um, But no, I mean, like the other day I met up with uh, Jasmine and Brittany on Discord to chat for a while. And that's obviously like online. And then. But I mean, know, I wouldn't consider that online. I feel like online is doom scrolling through Reddit or Twitter. Like when you're yeah. online, that's what you're doing. But if you're yeah. if you're playing a game or being with friends, that's not being online. That's socializing. The mm. the terms have have again evolved and adapted into a different uh, kind of meaning in our society. Yeah. Well, really, what I'm saying is getting yourself out of that doom scrolling thing, and you know, filling it with something else new in your life will be s- paramount to evolving your life slash probably mental health. Yes, because it helps a lot with you know feeling more involved in the world around you. yeah like maybe yeah. not go online more often or maybe just say like disconnect more yeah yeah and the reason i clarified the whole uh difference between how you said doom scrolling and the concept of you know like chatting with friends and stuff is because i do think when phones became really prevalent and the internet was being kind of born into what it is today people shit all over it as people being hyper disconnected but it's like, no, there's a lot of times where you are on your phone talking to people that you don't get to see all the that's time. That's a dumb generational, have... that's dumb generational yeah, fear mongering. People said that about newspapers a long time ago. And people said yes. that about televisions. It's a dumb, people were saying that in, in, in uh, uh, during the Roman Empire it about little dumb shit. It's going to happen. It's every generation's different. We need to stop it. 
Like, yeah, and baby it's boomers that's... are mad at millennials, and it is our job to not shit on Generation Z. We can't do it. And we got to tell, like, Gen Z, like, hey, we're Break not going to shit cycle. on you. Promise not to shit on us because we're in this fucking shit world together. Yeah, break Don't get the mad cycle at your kids. of blaming the previous or post generation for things being uh, different than what you expect or want them to be. Like it's all right, the world's ever evolving. You need to too, and the e- it's a much easier once you accept that you also must ever evolve to yeah, keep up. Exactly, because because bottom line, you should want your kids to be better and smarter than you in every way and have a better world than you grew up in that is oh God, ultimately yeah. it That's and like, it sucks uh, like when you, you you begin to get older and not me specifically but like some parents will will you know start to say well you're young you're inexperienced and you know they'll they'll kind of like kind of lock horns with their their children and sometimes it 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 sees itself as like this kind of grab for power because they're kind of losing their influence. But you should want to push your child to be smarter and better than you. You're supposed to use your experience to teach them, not hold it over them and be like, well, you don't know any better. Like there's that like, there's that dumb thing where uh, people are talking about like how well millennials don't know how to care for their house. And it's like, well, who raised us? Who taught us how to care for our homes? I don't remember learning how to mortgage a house in high school. Did you? I don't remember taking a class on like basic carpentry. Yeah, it's I feel like there's this disconnect in the concept that especially like when people focus on age difference a lot. Obviously, obviously, when you have an age gap with someone, whether it's a year or 10 years, there are going to be different things that that person experienced that you're not going to know shit about. Like, that's yeah. not what I'm talking about. But making someone feel fucking weird or bad about that difference is so strange to me. Because I'm like, we as individual humans, whether I'm a 20-year-old getting to know like a 90-year-old or a 20 and a 25-year-old or something, there's... You just, every person has something valuable to teach and show you a world perspective on that cutting them off just because they're younger than you or older than you is so strange to me. Yeah. Like it does, it just doesn't matter ultimately. Use it as a, it's a window into a different perspective, but that's the same with everybody. You could meet, you could be two 25 year olds and someone's from, indonesia and you're from the united states like you're gonna have vastly different perspectives of the world you could be from fucking california and washington and you have vastly different perspectives of the world you're not from washington shut up no i'm from california and i'm with a bunch of people that are from washington that's fair that's fair (laughs) uh um i forgot who said it but there was this there's this one thing i i read where it said everybody knows something you don't yeah, I think it's and a that, Bill Nye That's quote. a crazy. Is it? Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. It's one it of my might favorite not be, quotes. But, but I, I do like it, and and that started me like, um, I mean, I don't do it because I'm not a very social person. I'm a fucking professional introvert. But if I were more extroverted and I were in more social situations, the first question I'd ask somebody upon meeting them is like, "Tell me something I don't know." Like if I were yeah. ever to interview somebody, tell me something I don't know. And then that allows them to like, what weird piece of niche knowledge do I know that I can use here? Yeah, exactly. That's, um, I actually, one of the few get to know you games that I really enjoy is two truths and a lie because 
you can say some really out-of-pocket shit about yourself or just like odd little facts and people have to really figure out, you know, what your weird little facts I about your life are. I don't like two truths and a lie. Really? Yeah, I don't. But it's I because it's-, it's only ever been used in the setting of school and work. Yeah, that's fair. I've, I've been in group interviews that use that and I'm like, no. So I have a question since we're on this topic. Obviously, to some degree, these things must help loosen people up, I guess, because we're all doing them. Or is it just we like we've all been told that these are good activities for people to get to know each other? Because everyone I've ever met hates the get to know you games that people do in classes and at work. So it's like, then why do we do it? Because extroverts only think about being extroverted and they have this kind of mindset of like everybody wants to be social it's a matter of getting people out of their shell uh here's something from an introvert who doesn't talk at work we don't want to get out of our shell we want to show up do our work and go home that's it we don't like it's great to make friendships and and really bond with somebody and there's ways to do that but i feel like forcing me into a social situation is just going to get me upset upsetty spaghetti it's inspiring me to lie. Like when I go into two truths and a lie, I'm now wanting to lie and fuck the game up. <laughs> Valid. Like yeah, I don't, I, some people don't want to get out of their shell and that's fine. Like you should be kind and be like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to join this thing? No pressure. And when you say, and when the person inevitably says, Oh no, thank you. Like, okay, cool. No problem. That's, that's it. Yeah. I just don't think I've ever made a friend from that game or from any get to know you game. Like, I've never been like, oh, you two uh, love Five Guys burgers. Rachel Schrodinger's Friends, where she she plays this game to meet people, but has also simultaneously never made a friend from it. No, I just mean, like, that's the only get-to-know-you game that I think could be fun, because it, like, people can pick weird fun facts about themselves, and it's just more interesting than... Okay, everybody sit in a circle and tell us your name and we work at a ski resort. So which one's your favorite resort? Do you ride a snowboard sure. or skis? Oh, ha ha ha. There's you ski and snowboarding's considered cool. That's the culture you put yourself into. You can't mock it. No, 100%. I work at a fucking ski resort. But I just mean yeah. like that's the introductory game that is played is like. Do you ski or snowboard? What's your I mean, in that run? situation, if you're presented with, are you going to do that or two truths and a lie? Take two truths and a lie. Sure. But that's what I mean is but, like, but that's know at that least people don't want to do one. Nobody people, wants to play a get to know you game. <laughs> like an introvert. They're coming to work. They're coming to work. They're not coming to bond. They don't want to make relationships. So doing a team building exercise is nightmarish for me. I don't want a pizza party. I also, I don't want your donuts like if you come in like i brought donuts for everybody i don't want it because everything has a cost everything has a cost everything i'm not paying you cost. no shut up like like if you offer somebody candy like what that is is i always say no oh no thank you because i'm i'm not paying for that it's free but i'm paying for it later by now i kind of have to be nice to you and like put up with you small talking at me and i don't want that i want to keep I our love... relationship as distant as possible no thank you I love this pessimistic transactional perspective on meeting coworkers. <laughs> I I can't cuz I 
my work is I, you know, I, I put my headphones in, I listen to music and, and, or a podcast and I just sit there and I do, do work. It's busy work. It's fun. It's, 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 it's fueled by my ADHD. It's perfect. I'm, uh, introverted. I don't have to talk to anybody. It's great. But then I have to take breaks with these people. And then they're like, Hey, where are you from? And I'm like, Hey, don't talk to me. I don't, I'm not working in customer service. I don't There's have to talk to people. I'm not working in customer service. I'm specifically put in an industry where I don't have to communicate. That's that's it. I don't know how. Please stop. So anyway, I decided me. to run a podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's speaking of dis- speaking of disconnecting from social media, follow us on Instagram. <laughs> we have that podcast at home. Oh fuck. This this has gone on quite a bit, but I do want to talk about the year in review. Or did you want to do any more New Year's resolution shit? Um, no. I just to leave off on a more positive note than Gamage is pessimistic. Um, I'm just saying, if somebody doesn't want to talk, the leave world, them alone. Look, I get that. Um, yeah, you know, speaking of not wanting to talk to people, you, you get outside your comfort zone this year. Do things that yeah. are new. Whatever that may be, whether it's not talking to your coworkers but going on a hike after work, or whether it's talking to your coworkers, do something new <laughs> that feels challenging and interesting for you. Or try to get to know one of your friends' friends, because I mean, if you're an introvert, making new friends is hard. So use use the relationships you have to build more relationships. They might benefit you, or they might suck, but you'll never also, know. Uh, if you're an adult or really any human being on this planet, um, maintaining friendships is fucking difficult. Maybe take the time to reach out to someone that you enjoy that you haven't talked to in a while. Yeah. Or be like me and be like, like, I'm already uh, guilty about not having spoken to them for years that I'm just going to sit here and fester. See, and I'm saying do the opposite. But again, it is a two-way street. It is a two-way street. Like, you haven't reached out to them, but also they haven't reached out to you. So, New Year's resolutions aside, let's talk about this year since it is ending. Let's talk about this year in review. What's some crazy things that happened this year? Because a lot of crazy things did happen this year. Okay, uh, are we starting with personal life or just, like, life? I was just going to talk about life. Pop culture in general, really, because, I mean... Most of my life was spent indoors looking at the computer, so I only know things that happened outside. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fuck, that's harder. I don't feel like I pay a lot of attention to pop culture. Um, The Barbie movie came out, and I think that's a stellar film that everyone should go see. I was actually I was actually going to talk about movies uh, that came out this year, and it wasn't until doing research for this episode I realized I didn't watch a lot of movies this year. No, I was actually just going to including ask you Barbie to, and Oppenheimer. You should watch both. Um, Oppenheimer. I mean, like it's a really good like as far as cinematic movies, Oppenheimer is something that I think will go down as a is watched in film discussion classes for years and years and years and years. But I also think Barbie should be two for totally like different and also slightly very culturally relevant. Yeah. Um, I Um, mean, I, I I watched like barely any movies this year. Um, Also, I was going to ask you, so my parents like to do this thing where on Christmas day, um, my mom, my stepdad like to go see whatever new movie is out and I was like, I don't even fucking know what's in theaters right now that they would even go see. Britney's parents do that too, and I kind of, I kind of hate it. 
Um, because the only it's thing the theaters. I... The theaters open specifically for these people, and I, it, if if you're gonna like take t- like, oh well, I deserve Christmas off, but I'm gonna go use services that make people work on Christmas. That kind of sucks. Yeah, my favorite goddamn thing is when you work in customer service and then someone shows up on Christmas and goes, oh, I'm so sorry that you're working today. And I'm like, motherfucker. You're, you're fucking here. You're why? What? <laughs> like, no, you're the reason I'm here. Yes, yes, I, I've been in that situation. It's like, oh, well, thank you for your thoughts and prayers, I guess. Yeah. Oh, um, didn't come out in 2023, but I discovered it in 2023. I don't, I don't want to hear about it then. It is garbage. No, I'm kidding. What is it? Uh, Fleabag. Great show. Dude, Fleabag's amazing. Fleabag is so good. And my you're favorite like, part You're like five that, years late to the party, but yeah, oh, it's, it's 100%. fantastic. It's so good though. And my favorite part of it is I looked it up because I was like, damn, are they going to make more? And the creator was like, no, I feel like I've said all that I need to say about this story. And I agree. I, I yeah. respect that. I, I, I love I, it. I agree too. Yeah, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is a fucking force, and I mean Olivia Coleman's in it too. I mean, everything Olivia Coleman so touches good. is gold, and I, I love Olivia Coleman's like fucking shitty character too. She's so good. Um, okay, anyway. I looked up a 2023 like best movies of 2023. First of all, haven't recognized a single film yeah, on this until that, I hit n- number 23. That's what I which said. Which is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I don't get how that ranks above. Into the or across the Spider Verse, I heard it was good. I, I heard it was really no. good too. Um, it, it's it's been on my list, but I've just been so busy. But yeah, I, when I was researching, I found out I I watched like eight whole movies that came out this year. Uh, my favorites that I can even re- remember: Spider Man, uh, obviously, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy three, Megan, Knock at the Cabin, Haunting in Venice, Dungeons and Dragons. I really didn't watch any other movies outside. I mean, I watched more movies, but I'm like, eh. Yeah, I And think if you're asking watched... Gamage, where's my favorite movie? Know that I probably just didn't see it. I didn't see Barbie or Oppenheimer also. Mm-hmm. You do really need to watch Barbie. If it makes you feel any better, the top movies on... I think they're using Rotten Tomatoes as the metric. Um, are We're all animes. Oh, dope. Dungeons and Dragons comes in at number 69. <laughs> Oppenheimer nice. was like number 25 or something. Um, honestly, I have a uh, beef with the fact that I have yet to scroll across Barbie. I literally didn't even hear of ninety percent. I mean, of these movies. Barbie's Barbie's kind of like a, a Marvel movie. Is 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 it's a blockbuster? Everybody enjoys it, but like critics aren't gonna fucking cream their pants no, over it like they do see, Wes Anderson. Movies. What I think happened is Barbie comes off. I think Barbie comes off as too, uh, quote unquote, like controversial to people because every person that I heard that didn't like Barbie um, really like was pissed off about the feminist energy. Why well, feel the, the fact si- that, yeah. like, and that's Ken that's exactly trade is like a bimbo. No, th- th- and that's exactly my my opinion on the, on the Marvel movies is that you like oh did you, oh yeah yeah it was a good it was a good movie or I fucking hated it because all of this it's it's never nobody really loved it it's always like that was, yeah, it was really good. Uh, no, but, I disagree. I met a lot of people that really loved that film. I'm biased because I've I mean, also really loved it, but fair. Because when I when I mentioned the Barbie and then like how it's compared as like a Marvel movie. I thought about cause, cause my argument about Wes Anderson movies is that Wes Anderson movies are Marvel movies for pretentious people where it has this whole wide fandom 
Can um, you p- like pick a Wes Anderson movie? Just cherry pick one for me. Because you've never heard of Wes Anderson. No, I have heard of Wes Anderson. I'm just like desperately trying to come up with anything that he's done. Uh, Royal Tannenbaums, uh, Asteroid City this year. Oh, French Dispatch. That, that was a great French, movie. Ugh, yeah, sure. Um, oh, oh, I see. Fantastic I, Mr. Fox. Got it. Yeah. Grand Budapest Hotel. I see. Yeah. 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 It's funny because I was like looking on Netflix and there was like a trailer for something. I'm like, this looks very Wes Anderson. And it was. And lo and behold. Because he has a very specific style and I hate it. Um, mm-hmm. I liked Rushmore. Uh, that was like one of his early movies. But I every other movie I've seen is just trying to like appear like artsy. Like the wide shots and vibrant colors are like catnip for ostentatious credits. I get it. He likes coloring books. It It's just <laughs> such a... He, it's just such a specific quirky style. Look, if everything you do is quirky, then nothing you do is quirky by definition. No, but I think this is more of the if the vast majority of the world and film around you doesn't fit this quirk style, then it's still going to be deemed quirky because it's like just because the kid that likes to wear a trench coat every day shows up in a trench coat every day doesn't mean you don't like look at him as the trench coat kid. Uh- like just because it's regular mean... doesn't mean it's like not quirky. Because when I hear trench coat kid, I think of like s- school shooters. Yeah, that's fair. But also, like I don't know, there's just the the offbeat kid that wears a trench coat. I don't know what to tell you. They don't always yeah. shoot up the school. But I'm, I mean, like I'm a big Marvel fan, and so obviously the bar of which I enjoy movies is ridiculously low. Um, <laughs> But I'm also not going to say that Marvel movies are high art and deserve to win Oscars. I'm, I, they're enjoyable, and I love comic books, yeah, but I don't yeah, by any means say these are the best movies ever. I just highly enjoy them. Just like how some people don't like woke media uh, pandering using a person of color or someone LGBTQ+, I think that a lot of uh, Wes Anderson movies pander to the pedantic. And not even just Wes Anderson movies. Like, don't get me started Lots on Melancholia. I fucking hated Melancholia. I don't know if I know what that is. That's fine. Don't look it up. Uh, what movies did you like this year? Um, I'm trying to remember what movies I fucking saw this year. Uh, did you watch yeah, Dungeons Bar- & Dragons? Yeah, I did watch Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, that's pretty um, good. It was, I mean, yeah, again, not like a mind-boggling film, but it was fun. Did you see um, Megan? No. I I really enjoyed Megan. Megan is like the new age um, child's play, with like the Chucky doll, but it's it's more modern. I I thought it was great. I thought it was an interesting take on on that type of uh, horror trope, and it did it really well. I don't know. I don't love horror movies. I used to viciously it avoid them. It really as a kid. depends on the kind of horror movie for me. Like I don't necessarily like slasher movies because like they just look fake and it's gore, and, I, and I'm not really bothered. I really like the the psychological like horror movies more. Yeah, I'll take a psychological thriller where it's more of playing on um your own kind of like mental acuity and state. Yeah. Cuz there's uh there's movies Oh fuck, I don't know. There's lots of psychological thrillers where it leads you one way the entire time, but then when it shows you that it's going a different way, you realize all the, like it's like all the dominoes are almost falling in reverse back to the beginning of the film where you're like, "Oh my god, like I can see it yeah. now." Yeah. I, I was so I, distracted I could not. Uh, I I really like when movies do that because uh like with ADHD, you you start to see patterns and it makes murder mystery movies 
murder mystery movies are still enjoyable. Like I loved Haunting in Venice, but like I did figure out who the killer was almost immediately. And that that's a common thing in movies is you start to recognize patterns and writing styles and be like, okay, so you can dissect it backwards and figure out what's going to happen. So when a twist yeah. can hit me, it really hits and it, it, it leaves a giant impression on me. And I, I can't stop thinking about it for a long time. Yup. Um, not a 2023 film, but that's how I felt about Parasite. Uh, yeah, yeah. Parasite was the really good. Korean film. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah, yeah, like, yeah. holy shit! I did not see that. Coming. I actually had to remember. I actually had to think about what the twist was, and I'm like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did not see a lot of movies this year. I'm like trying to come up with movies that came out this year, and outside of the obvious headliners, I don't. Spider Man is up yeah. there. Again, and even that, like, even, even that has that... its faults. I love it, but I'm biased. Yeah, well, and a lot of people, I love a lot of people gave Spider Man shit for, I guess, like being inconclusive. But it's I mean, a second film in. Yeah, it's meant to leave you with a lot of cliffhangers on purpose. Yeah, again, that's the point. Is is it's it leading into something better? And a lot of people, and I get this is is the way the writing style is and the way the kind of story presents itself is it doesn't feel complete even for being like the first part of a second movie. And I mm-hmm. get that. Cause like it, it, the way the story presents itself doesn't do like this complete story that sets yeah. itself up for another thing. It, it, it does kind of just stop and I yeah, love it. it. And it, I know that when the, the, the next one comes out, I'm going to watch it all in one sitting and be like, this was the, a great one experience. And that's just how it is for me. So movies this year, very up and down, very all over the place. Uh, video games this year were incredible. Oh, God. Yeah. Video, there this so was many... a really good year for video games. Because I feel like there's... Granted, this like this isn't the first time that's happened. But I feel like recently, there has been sort of this dead space of... It's kind of like the same shit comes out for a while. And that's, I feel, sort of where the film industry has been for yeah. a bit. And this and is kind there, of the there's a couple first gems year in that there, we're but... stepping our toe out. Yeah, and then um, it tends to go all at once where it's like, holy shit, back to back to back, these yeah. great games. Yeah, it, it was, I've, I mean, I've already talked extensively about it multiple times. I'm not sure on the podcast. I'm sure I have. Um, but I mean, it was so bit. good that like Spider-Man 2 barely made my top five. Which is um, insane. Yeah, I mean... Even even if Spider Man was was going to be a bad game, it still would have ended up top tier for me just because it is Spider Man and yeah. But I mean, to be fair, the game kind of had a couple things that I was kind of iffy about. But I'm not talking about that anymore. I'm talking about the other great games: uh, Zelda, yes. Tears of the Kingdom. Holy shit! Yep. What a step up from Breath of the Wild. Jedi Survivor. I don't even like Star Wars. Jedi Survivor was almost a perfect game for me. Baldur's Light. Gate, though you told Baldur's me last Gate. episode, technically came out a while ago. Officially yeah. came out and took was the world by storm. Yeah, uh, Cyberpunk technically also came out in 2020, but uh-huh. I loved it. Re- I loved it, it despite re-entered. its chaotic release. Like uh, I got it for PS5, and I had crashes multiple times an hour, but I still restarted it every time, and I still loved playing it. Like I had 300 hours in the game before the expansion even came out this year, and yeah, Baldur's Gate three fucking this is this was an amazing year for games and those are just games i played there were so many more mm-hmm. games i haven't got a chance to play starfield i heard not to play it there was a uh, uh, alan wake 2 a lot of people like the resident evil remake i mean i've i'm i've I haven't played i've set it, the but... sale on on resident evil i don't 
want to get back into it. I'm over it. But yeah, good for Resident Evil. Yeah, it, it you did swell, bud. You did swell. <laughs> um, yeah, video <laughs> yeah, games. No, I heard a lot so of people crazy. enjoyed it. So, um, I'm trying to think of if any other major ones came out that were. There's other ones. Really good. There's people tell me Diablo Four was fun, but all the people I know that said that don't even play it anymore. So, <laughs> even though it is like a live service. I played the beta of it. It was really fun, but I definitely didn't want to spend sixty plus dollars into it. Mm-hmm. I just, I just can't blindly give my money to Blizzard anymore. I can't. No, it's just yeah. It you just can't. They're just it, they're just like the performance is just so crappy, and they the, also the have performance. A bunch of... I mean, when Blizzard comes out of the game, like it runs great, but there's there's so many other things going on I behind just, the curtains, and I just can't. yeah I. Yeah, sorry. I guess performance isn't the right word to use. I'm more of meant like their performance as a company, not necessarily their skill as a company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, sorry. That the, the performance wasn't quite the right way to word that. Deaths, a lot of deaths this year. Let's see. A lot of people died in 2023 relative to the population and average life expectancy paired with the rate of accidents, disease, and murders. A lot of deaths. Uh Lance Reddick was 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 probably the biggest one that hit for me. Um, Tina Turner. Tina Turner. Matthew Perry. That one happened. Oh yeah, like, that was recent. Yeah, uh, you were you were at my house when we when we found out about that one. Uh, Jerry Springer. Pat Robertson. Is, I hope you burn in hell. But the Iron Sheik. Uh, I don't know who that is. No fucking clue. Uh, Sinead O'Connor, just, Jimmy Buffett, Bob Barker. Wow. Ref- refer back to the last episode we recorded because we find out that someone died uh michael gambin the dumbledore yes. that was yeah. a funny one uh andre brower he's the guy who plays holt on uh oh. brooklyn 99 mm-hmm. that was kind of a sad death uh diane what are we voting on just say i feinstein <laughs> she's the oldest person she was the oldest person in congress and like there was literally a quote where she's just like like, what are we voting on? And, and people just say, just say I. And she goes, okay, and just say I, because voting is a fucking game. Anyway, All right, what, <laughs> we're not what's a politics what's podcast. Like, what's highlights? What are good things that happened this past year? A uh, submarine full one. of billionaires died. That was a highlight. Yeah, that guy was kind of... Although it is sad about the sun, because like the sun was like a good person. And he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to go on it, but I'll do it just for you. Like, Just for you, papa. And so, so it was kind of sad about that, but I also don't care about the, the submarine full of billionaires. Um, orcas just collectively deciding to fuck up millionaire yachts. That was also a highlight. Fuck Excuse those guys. Me? You don't know about that? No. So, like, a, like, there's there was a story about how like one orca was um, uh, attacked or, or or tried to they tried to, to hunt him. Because of that, he decided to get this vendetta and just start attacking like billionaire yachts with a bunch of other orcas. Beautiful. And then and then uh a lot of people were trying to like dissuade them by playing loud music underwater, like uh, metal music. And really to me that just made it into like a boss run. A boss fight. Also, <laughs> I feel like that would just power up the orcas. They'd yeah, be like, like, fuck yeah. I know it does it for me. Let's fuck them up. Uh, Writers Guild strike happened this year. It was a big thing. I think because of that, 
uh, a lot of AI was adopted. Well, I mean, they were doing that anyway. Like, do, have you seen Wish, the Disney Wish? No. Apparently, I mean, it, it came out out of nowhere, and a lot of people were like, what is this? Who is this for? And a lot of people... And it's is funny, because I saw the trailer, and the I thought... cruise line? No, this is a movie. The movie Wish. Oh, Listen oh, to my words. Um... So Disney released this movie, Wish, and I remember seeing the trailer and thinking, like, this looks like it's AI. And a lot of people saw it, and they're like, this is AI. The The entire movie was, like, written by AI. Weird. And I was wondering if, like, they did that as kind of like a, let's just sneak this across to see if people notice it or not. And if people mm. don't notice it, then we're just going to start doing we're AI. We're forward. To, yeah. But a lot of people did notice it, so fuck you, Disney. Yeah, fuck you assholes. Okay, you started this sentence and it very much made it sound like you support that AI no. was coming through. Because you said the writer's strike happened and a lot of AI got introduced and then we detoured onto Wish. Well, I mean, I feel like Wish was a lot of, uh, uh, had, had a lot to do with the writer's strike and um, AI writing. Because a lot of companies are I see introducing AI writing and then writers are like, hold the fucking phone. And yeah. it's it's this weird dystopian we've gotten into where we thought like, well, AI and automation is going to make it so that they do the work and we get to, to to make art. But it turns out it's the other way around, and that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I like um, talking about AI art recently. Someone said something to me to the effect of, why would I want to spend time watching or reading something that someone did not even spend the time to make? Yeah. Which is fucking true. Like, why? Especially, like, we're not at a point where AI is good enough to, I think, ha like, lay down something really. And there, there's a lot of arguments about how. Comprehensible. Yeah. There, there's a lot of arguments about how, like, you can. AI is a tool, and it all depends on how it gets used. And the mm -hmm. thing about tools is that giant corporations are going to go with the cheapest options always. Like, mm -hmm. when people talk about immigrants coming over and stealing our jobs, no. Corporations are giving your job out to the cheapest available tool. That's that's how it is. And you, you're getting mad at the wrong people. And AI is the same thing. Is it's, it's Now nobody's employed. Now fucking AI is being used to, to do the labor. And that's, that's where you're at. Anyway, uh, nepotism <laughs> was a, a, a publicly highlighted this year. And it became what? a hot debate. I, I I wrote down notes for nepotism, and it's funny that that okay. rolled into nepotism because I'm nep intrigued. Uh, nepotism, for those who don't know, is is uh, basically when a child is born into a rich, successful family, and therefore is successful because of that, and they don't realize that's why they're successful. Elon Musk, the walrus. Yeah, Elon Musk is the product of nepotism. He didn't. He's not a self-made billionaire. Self-made billionaires don't exist. If you worked, if, if if somebody became a billionaire because they worked nonstop at McDonald's and saved every penny, and they're like, "I'm a billionaire now," you're a self-made billionaire. If any of those terms are altered in any way, you're not a self-made billionaire. You're not. No, the whole like, my dad gave me three hundred thousand dollars starter money, and now I have a billion. Like. No, yeah. dude, you Ev still started with the fattest nest egg. Yeah, every billionaire imagine... started with with something like like Jeff Bezos, yeah. even like out of my garage, and he was given like uh, like three hundred thousand dollars from his family or something to start that. Not the same thing. That might be an over amount. I don't know, but he was given money to start this this venture. So it's not like he started it from his garage. That's that's bullshit. But nepotism yeah. is 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 
the driving force of billionaires, and uh, we don't need bolt billionaires. Speaking of Elon Musk, Twitter continues its decline. Yeah, I just love that he got strong-armed into buying it, renamed it, is mad that no one refuses to call it its new name, because people would be like, X, parentheses, Twitter, it's on oh, everything. Oh, it's, it's X? So I thought it was Fallen Cross. Ha ha! Ho ho! Ha 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 um, ha ha! Yeah, it's... Your New Year's resolution to be less... Did you hear that? Uh, uh, no, that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> y- you should make that resolution, though. Holy shit. Uh, other big things that happened this year. Do you still have a Netflix account? Define have a Netflix okay. account. Uh, yeah, because Netflix sucks now. That is it worth it? I don't know. Because streaming is basically cable now. Remember when everybody was cut the cord, go for streaming. Streaming is now that. No. Well, here's the here's the beef, and I saw this happening because humans are yep. cyclical. Um, when everyone started pirating shit because you know, like cable and crap was expensive. And then it became, oh, yes. here's Netflix that's cheap and it has all of these and it's accessible. on it. So every, everyone said, you know what? Cool. Like I'll pay yeah, $10 a month. This is totally worth not pirating it. Good job, Netflix. And then Netflix is just like money. Yep. And now we've rounded back into it. Has It's very quickly going to become totally worth pirating because there's 400 fucking subscription yeah. services and all of them are starting to do that. No shared. Screen yeah, crap. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't I mean, yeah, I don't I don't jive with that. And we will not. But also, uh, and Sony's guilty of this, too. They started pulling content that users had like actually paid for. And they just aren't available anymore. Like, like Ooh. Sony, like had uh, I forgot what it was where people would buy movies, and then Sony would be like, "We're not affiliated with this company anymore. Therefore, all the things you bought are just gone now. Sorry." And it brought in that question of when digital games were becoming a a more common thing. Where yeah, I was just is, thinking is that. Like, what if you you buy a game on cloud and you have it downloaded, but then all of a sudden that company goes under? you no longer have it, which is uh, the biggest argument for continuing to have physical media because when you physically have yeah. it, it is yours. And Yeah, no one can take yeah, that it, away from so you it, unless hi- they physically yeah, take so that away from you. Yeah, so it highlighted the notion that digital content isn't ownership, which raises the point, piracy can't be stealing if paying for it isn't owning it. Prove me wrong. That's what I thought. I'm trying to think of... Um... Yeah, you just asked the sick person that can't even come up with words to prove I'm sick you too. I'm on a sick very too. High level thinking. <laughs> but I'm on Red Bull um, and Dayquil like again. My... Um, what is it? Intellectual property is coming up as the the hole in that, or something. I don't have an intellectual argument for you. That was just the word that came. Well, because like when I when I was pirating when I was a young boy, I was pirating things that I physically could not get my hands on, like things overseas things that uh aren't mm-hmm. made anymore um think the things that like companies had ownership of but they were locked in a vault and they were just like no so it was just trying to get a hold of things that just i've seen before on tv that just didn't exist anymore and the fact that they're now doing that more commonly with things that aren't even inaccessible anymore they're just making things inaccessible Piracy can't be stealing. Yeah, well, I don't know if it, like, per 
legal boundaries, but also legal boundaries are kind of made up and only have power because yeah, we allow it's... them to, but that's a whole other philosophical conversation. So, like, I don't know if it would be considered can't be stealing, but you damn sure I support the thievery. <laughs> I really like the, um, especially for, like, for PC games, if a company has not or has like hasn't put time into or has let go of supporting a particular game, people making uh like a free use yeah, version they, of it. Yeah, they um let the Essentially the, the source code out it. and make it open source. Yes, uh, exactly. My god, yeah. you weren't here when we were playing uh Marvel Heroes. That was that was our favorite game. Roy, Brittany and I were playing that nonstop. Holy shit. That's a game that uh when Disney bought marvel they were just like all right shut this down and it was just shut down the next day and like everybody at the company that were that were working they were like oh uh that sucks and i miss it it was it was the most fun it was it was basically like diablo but you play as marvel characters and there is a whole thing (laughs) there was a whole thing It, it was it was one of my favorite games and it really sucks that it's gone forever now like you can't like i bought it i bought into the beta i physically like I, I paid to 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 pre-order it the and get into the beta, so I spent money on it just to mm. have it, and now just to uh, I don't have it at all. You. I don't have anything of it, and it, because it was online, it's, it's not even like I could go download it somewhere. It's gone forever. Yeah, it's just out of existence. So I did pay for it, and I super don't own it, and I can't even get I can't even pirate it anymore, and that's where we're at. It's kind of like food. Yeah, Brittany was saying like if I ever I steal a credit it, card, I enjoyed it for a period of time. Uh, Brittany the other day was saying like if I ever steal a credit card, I'm just gonna buy food and eat it because what the fuck are they gonna do? <laughs> uh, that's valid. What the fuck are you gonna do about <laughs> it's it? Such a baller move. <laughs> I've already had it all. Uh, what are big predictions you have for 2024? Oh fuck. Um. Oh, something else big that happened this year—the whole Israel Hamas thing. I don't know where you stand on that. I also kind of don't care. Not to roll over extremely important events that should get lots of um, coverage, and you should invest time in. I mean, you should understand it. You the, talk about. Don't listen to but me. I'm, we're highly yes. uneducated, and also, um, though Gamage is hyper negative, this is a comedy podcast, and therefore. <laughs> Um, I think we should be a point of light and not necessarily a, a for escape and not necessarily a let's talk about really. Yeah, you should you should find humor today. in my negativity, not the other way around. Um, um, my comment on that is really that um, hope prevails. <laughs> That's it. It super doesn't, but no, it does. That's like the one thing. This is what I just said. Is you're hyper negative. I'm not. I'm very realistic (laughs) Um, to to the human condition. No, no, you're somewhere on the more negative side of the. Maybe I'm just having a bad week or something. (laughs) No, if you really wanted to, hope prevails. Like that's the. I think the one persisting quality of humanity is obviously we're really good at really bad shit, but also. Like we're pretty fucking. Good we should at try being better at good it. things, though. And no, 100%, and and that is your New Year's resolution. resolution: be better at good things. Try to do better at good things. Yeah, do better at good things. Do your <laughs> best. Perfect. At good let's things. let's let's wrap this bitch up with with some. Uh, uh, we have new tunes at home.
Oh, yeah. Okay, you go first. I got a good one. Um, I found this band. Uh, the other day, I was listening to some YouTube, listen to a band, and then listen to the radio, and it kind of matches you to other things. And I found this this band called Battle Tapes. And they, they have a very, like, 8-bit kind of synth to it. They kind of sound like if you were to mix, uh, I don't know how, but they found me with Goldfrap. You know both of those artists, right? None, all of this. All right, this cool. So I'm recommending three artists to you. Uh, I'm sure you've, uh, you, if you've watched a car commercial, you know Goldfrap. They do the song Ooh La 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 and uh, Strict Machine. I'm in love with the Strict Machine. You've heard them. I know you have. Sure. Um, and I don't know how, sure. but they found me. Uh, a great, great band. They do the song Absinthe and uh, Choke. Um, uh, do it all the time. You've heard that song. Like probably. They're kind of almost Devo sounding. What is, I'm sorry, what, do it all the time. What is the band? I don't know how, but they found me. And I'm not just saying that because someone like entered my house. I just, that's the band name. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not recognizing the art, but obviously if I was listening to it, I yeah. probably would recognize the song. Oh, I recognize the dude's face. Uh, that's what, I don't even know who, how he looks. I just know how he sounds. But I'm not recommending yeah. those guys. I recommend that you listen to them later, Rachel. Write them down. But uh, this band, mm -hmm. Battle Tapes, uh, I recommend the songs Belgrade or Valkyrie are very good songs. Battle Tapes, Belgrade or Valkyrie? No, not Balcony. Valkyrie. Like the... the Valkyrie, <laughs> straight You're up like yawning balcony. in the middle. Balcony. <laughs> You're so sick and tired. Oh, I'm so sorry. My like level yeah. of it's worth noting that we're both sick, so but we both approach being sick differently. How do you, what? What does well, that, that just mean? Means, like, because we talked about how uh, what stage health is. We're like uh, somebody in at you know in theater could be sick, but then like once they're on stage, like. It all gets oh, like kind of bottled down. Yeah. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I have the ability to I be didn't say staged, you didn't. Like have stage health. No, here's the problem. I've been stage healthing my way through like a nine day work week. And I just, I have yeah. nothing anymore. This and, is and all you get. And that's the difference get. between like extrovert and introvert. As an introvert is like, I don't pretend. Like I'm going to be in bad health to so to people outside. But then when I have to, when it counts inside, it, uh, it'll work. That sentence makes sense, um, but also I, sure. like I did, I did like Nyquil, twelve hours of sleep, uh, Red Bull, spicy uh, soup, and and Dayquil to like prepare me for this moment right now. I snorted a snowflake to pre prepare. You for were this told it was right cocaine. Now. They I... were incorrect, and you are upset about it. I would have, yeah, I would have been a lot more prepared if it was cocaine. And then it was just really cold powder. <laughs> I feel cold and tired yeah, I gotta now. I got to say, it woke, it woke me up, but it was more of like a sudden adrenaline rush as I get a brain freeze and then more exhausted. And now That'll my face be is how cold. It be. What, uh, give, mm -hmm. me, give me a music recommendation from you. What do you got? Okay, so I have a recommendation that's kind of odd. Um, but I think it's really suited to the concept of rolling into a new year. Um, it is called Everybody's Free to Wear Sunscreen by, I think, Quindon Tarver and Josh Abrams. 
Um, it pretty much just has like this soft little beat in the background, and the entire thing either is or sounds like a uh, like graduation speech you'd hear at a college graduation huh. or something. Um, but it's good. It's very much, uh, I don't know, like it's kind of about not taking life too seriously unless you need to and appreciating sort of the the little things intermixed with appreciating the fact that there's so little that we actually have control yeah. of in life that sometimes just enjoying the experience is like the best thing you can yeah, do. Yeah, it's basically yourself. like stop to smell the flowers. It's not saying drop everything. It's it's just saying, you know, when you can take a break and reflect. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's like appreciate who you are as a person and where yeah, you're which is at what... now because like you will never be this version yeah, of yourself and, and again. And time goes way faster the older you get because t- time is relative. And that is what New Year's cuz cuz New Year's is is a kind of an arbitrary thing. Um New Year's should be literally just reflection. Like reflect on what happened the last year, what happened with you, how you approached it and what can happen next year and how are you going to approach next year? Yeah. The good, the bad, how you felt the about ugly. it, you know, what do you want to be different in your life in this? And again, time? set small goals, set vague goals. Don't beat yourself up for not hitting that. Don't, don't go to the gym yeah, January that's, 1st that's... And, and, and tackle it as hard as you can. Cause you're going to burn yourself out fast. Yeah. And like, that's the beauty of setting more small conceptual goals because like you said the the if you set the three days a week going to the gym at some point you're gonna be busy or you're gonna be tired or you're gonna be sick and now suddenly it feels like you're not completing that goal anymore so even if you just did it for like three weeks feels like you're off track as opposed to if you just you know say yeah i want to take better care of myself whether that's i read a book before bed or i go to the gym every day you know it depends on what you need and what you're looking for as a person, but setting a concrete thing like I'm going to finish one book every month might not be realistic. Like you might get three sentences in and pass out every night, but reading a little bit before bed makes you feel better. Work amps up and then you, you will not finish that book. It happens. I've, it does. Um, Realistic goals. Try to do better as a good person. I already forgot what our motto was. Um, Try to do. Try to do more good. No, things, it's try to I be better about. Try to good. try to do. Try to do better at good things. Yes, I don't know. That's our motto. It's it's super <laughs> vague and here. hard to try to do good about better. Be good. You said yes. Like- Try to be better about good about doing good things or something like that. It's like kind of profound and jumbled all at <laughs> I mean, the same that's time. That's the the source code of Gamage thoughts. Yeah, my here's my advice. Um, try to do better about good things, as Gamage said, and then take some time to take care of yourself. Uh. People don't focus on actually caring about their wants and needs as a human being very much and if you are a selfish person that cares about your wants and needs too much and you know that maybe take the time to care about people outside of you and in in a concept you'll end up also still caring for yourself it's crazy yeah i mean yeah that's an obvious one like in some ways you you find out that like it's 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 like that movie with adam sandler remember the adam sandler movie which one 
The third one or the second one? Yes. Uh, no, the one with the where he adopts a kid and like like caring for a kid. Like yes, oh, Big Daddy, one of his best movies. But like caring for someone yes, made really him realize good. what he was missing in life, and sometimes that works for you. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you care too much about yourself, try caring for somebody else. I'm not saying go out and and get a kid or um. Please or, don't get a kid. Please don't get a cat if you're bad at caring about Or, you know, things. like, if, if you're still stuck in that rut of uh, of trying to get a girlfriend, again, focus on yourself because, Jesus, that's that's half the battle. I think we talked about that last episode that's of, like, like, like you, you, you learning to care for yourself or, or learning to be happy by yourself is the best way to find someone. Yeah, and it's kind of the best way to just appreciate your existence is learning to be okay with it as an individual and not in a grouping of other people. Care for the homeless guy outside, not the ones that are are tweaking and stealing from like CBS. Those ones suck, but some of them are home (laughs) legitimately homeless for bad reasons and and should get some care. Even though we're over Christmas. Yeah. Care for your fellow man in an, uh, okay, here's, here's the takeaways. Um, Try harder at doing good things. Care for your fellow man in a more real way, as in buy the homeless guy outside the restaurant a sandwich. Outside of Christmas, too, because don't virtue signal. Yes. Don't. No, for real. The only being kind and giving it Christmas. Do it in March. Yeah, everybody helps at the fucking soup kitchen on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Go help on March 15th or something. Don't feed that homeless guy. Look at him and be like, March, coming back for you. (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. That's weird. He's going to think you're taking his skin. March, I'm coming Uh, for you, Larry. Um... All right, let's 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 start this nice. new year with with a good old spin o that wheel. First one in weeks. I weeks. I don't even know how to spin the wheel anymore. What is this? Did we give any concrete like how to spend the rest of your year? I feel like that was a lot of. I, I mean, it's it's vague, which is what we Be were talking kind, about. Rewind. We we're talking about making your goals vague. I think we did a bang up job of being vague by being vague. All right. I'm- <laughs> I love by being vague. I'm gonna <laughs> Did you miss that? No. <laughs> um, in real life is what we will cover next week. Oh, good. So we're starting off the new new year in real life. That's a yeah. hopeful thought. Yeah, we're disconnecting. We're starting off the new year in real life. Thank you for listening to We Have That Podcast at Home. Thank you for enduring us as we go through this holiday season and have many ups and downs of ills. Yeah, obviously. I was so sad when I listened to this last episode and I didn't sound sick and was like, ah, but yet again. The um, past. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you liked what you heard, or you think that New Year's resolutions are silly, or if you want to tell us is. what your extremely vague resolutions are, we would love to hear them. Um, please like and subscribe on whatever your most favorite is podcasting place. Uh, if you'd like to talk to us about a thing, you can email us at whtpah at gmail.com or you can follow us on Instagram. We got one of them now and it's just all one word. We have that podcast at home. 
Can't miss it. There's a giant Shrek with a lime head. So you'll know it's us. Um, I have been not quite drunk enough for New Year's yet, Rachel. Uh, and I've just been off-brand Gamage. And this has been We Have That Podcast at Home. Goodbye. Bye-bye.